It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studios, my business partner and fellow CFP, Josh Gregory, and special guest, Alicia Boehner. That's right. Well, home and auto insurance rates are on the rise again, aren't they? Is that due to inflationary factors or is something more at work here? We're going to be unpacking that on today's episode with Alicia Boehner. Plus, we're going to share with you what can you do to help keep those insurance rates down. That's right. That's right. Not uh, not have kids, actually, turns out. That's going to be the first tip. If you have any questions for the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can call or text us, uh, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, you can find us right there, wisemoneyshow.com. New website in the works. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's going to be a while, but new website in the works. All over social media as well, YouTube channel. Go check us out, wisemoneyshow.com. Uh, right there. So, hey, welcome back, Alicia. Hey, thanks. It, it's been a long time. And I tell you, so it, I don't know if you're watching on YouTube or whatnot, but there's a little, we were laughing before the show because I think the last time or a couple times ago when Alicia was on, I was needing to shut the segment down and I was giving her the hand motions like, hey, wrap it up. And, <laughs> and she thought I was saying, keep going, keep going. It was pretty funny. And I, it was totally my bad. Panicked moment. So, we figured that out, by the way. So I won't talk forever. We've, we've got, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're, we're so happy to have you. And, and so, okay. So here's sort of the backdrop. I was talking with some folks the other day. And we had spent some time down in Florida around spring break. You know, I had the spring break glow, tan. That's gone now. Um, but uh, some folks were saying it's actually a bad time. To, to move to Florida, which is crazy because, yes, housing market is weird and all that sort of stuff with interest rates, but you just think Florida's always booming. All these baby boomers are moving down there. But the reason was not that prices were going crazy or interest rates were high. They said it's a bad time to buy in Florida and people were moving out because insurance rates are so crazy. Hmm. You can't find insurance. Insurance prices are doubling. And we think, well, that's on the coast. And they're saying, no, it's around the state. So I want to start with that, Alicia. What's going on with prices? Maybe you can even speak to Florida. I don't know. But uh, but but we're also seeing inflation or, or rising insurance rates. So just give us some backdrop there. What's going on? Yeah, so... It's basic economics, right? Economics 101 says, what does a business need to run and run successfully? Profit. When you're making money, you're able to grow. And when businesses don't have profit, something has to change. So in the auto industry right now, companies are losing money. And whenever we see companies losing money, what's going to happen? They're gonna rates are going to go up. Yep. Is that because there's been more uh, claims activity? Is it because... When they need to repair a vehicle, it just costs more due to inflation and, and things like that. Like, what what's the underlying cause of all that? Do you know? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, all the above? <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. It's like the domino effect, I think, that's happened. So labor shortages. Mm. And I know unemployment is down. People are saying unemployment's down. But trades, right? Those, unemployment is not down. People are having a hard time finding tradesmen and plumbing and electricians, things like that for the homeowner sector auto repair workers, service workers, those are still hard to find. Mm -hmm. So with that labor shortage, it takes longer. So that extends the length of time it might take to get a vehicle. Well, what does that do? Puts people in a rental car longer. So rental car costs up 30%. 
with most insurance wow. carriers because of the length of time it's taking for repairs to be done. Interesting. Yeah. So, so vehicles cost more. Vehicles do num- cost number, more. Number one. Yep. So, if you're needing to replace, and that means you know parts and all that stuff is going to cost more as well. And then, yeah, the labor shortage in the trades for sure. I overall un, uh, unemployment is 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 very manageable, very low, very you know strong. But if you, I don't have that chart. But if you were to look at each sort of sector or area of the economy, yeah, trades. There's just fewer workers. But part shortages, too. So, you know, microchips and electronic components that go into automobiles, those have been harder to find and have become more costly. So those things are up as well as other automobile parts. And whenever we see those things go up, we're also going to see rates go up, too. Yeah, That's very interesting. I I honestly didn't even make that connection that, um, well, just uh, maybe a month ago, we had to have some work done on Andrea's minivan. And uh, there was only one place in town that could get the parts. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't have any choice. There was no shopping around for a good price or anything like that. No, it it was painful. I'll say it that way. And you'll kind of see in the industry, they're just saying the cost of a claim is up. The cost of a claim. All of those things together are going in to increase the overall cost of a claim. And and how insurance works. I mean, you might listen and say, well, they shouldn't have a profit you know i've heard the term uh insurance is a racket uh no if there if there's no profit there if there's no spreading of the risk if the insurance company is just gonna eat all the risk then, then there won't be any insurance companies anymore period that's right so and that's a little bit of what's happening in florida my understanding is yes. is they've had a lot of claims mm-hmm. and rebuilding is you know building costs are up supply or supplies down labor shortage blah 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 and so it's I've heard, and Alicia, maybe you can speak to this, that insurance companies are getting out of Florida. They're very, there's only a handful left. 100%. So I think a lot of times people don't realize insurance companies carry insurance, and it's called reinsurance. Mm-hmm. So uh, your typical home insurance company, they're only going to cover that claim up to a certain dollar amount. And then when the loss goes over that, they have their own insurance that will pick that up. And when you have a situation like Florida, where there's just been catastrophe after catastrophe that have been unprecedented numbers for a record number of years now, carriers aren't making it. Mm -hmm. And the cost of that reinsurance just keeps driving higher and higher and higher, which is increasing the cost for carriers. And eventually they're becoming insolvent and pulling out because they can't operate profitably. And, Mm -hmm. And that's the important part about profit for an insurance company. They have to be profitable. They have to put that money aside for claims for disaster situations. If they don't have that, you know, we're all in trouble. So That's right. Yeah. Um, what, what are some, well, okay, before I get into what can people do to help manage their costs, what sort of, and you might not know this, Lisa, I'm just putting you on the spot. Um, what sort of percentage increases should someone expect? I just, I'm just going to be honest because I trust you and our team completely. I just got my renewals. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have the heart to compare them to last year. I just looked at it and was like, yeah, you know, because I do our three bank account system, which we preach. And so I've got the money set aside for the for insurance bills. So when they come up, I don't panic. Um, and it's like, OK, I just paid it. I have figured it was a 10 or 12 percent increase, but I never did the math. Yeah. What should people expect? OK, so it's as low as a few percent okay. and as high as 20 plus percent. Wow. So I actually looked at my own. I never look at mine either, but I did look at mine. My home renewal just came out 16 and a half percent. And y'all, I've not had a claim. So 
insurance agents, we're not immune. Ours is going up too. My auto's not out yet. I'm scared. Mm. I'm guessing my auto will probably be 15 to 20 percent-ish, but that's, again, no tickets. Was this was, was there a big increase last year? I feel like last year it was 7%. It was low single digits, even though we were seeing inflation on many things in double digits. And now it's like a ripple effect, sort of like the domino, like you mentioned, Alicia, yeah. that now it's double digit because the previous year expenses were so high. Well, so I think, too, in insurance, we talk about two key things, frequency, severity. So when you talk about frequency, if a company loses money in one line of business, say auto for one year, and it's just a little bit, they can withstand that and they might not take that big hike yet. Mm. But if they see that year over year or quarter over quarter, they're going to be more likely to say, "Ooh, we've got to make a change. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a little more drastic. So the other thing that people need to know, too, is it's not just rates that change. So some companies, instead of just taking rate, they tighten underwriting, mm -hmm. which means they're going to make it even harder to get insurance, especially in the auto market right now. We're seeing, as agents, having to jump through all these extra hoops if someone has a blemish on their record. And there are certain times that we're just like, man, you about can't even get a rate for somebody. You got to move on to the next carrier because they make it so hard to get a, a price even. Well, we're seeing that in the overall. So, so part of what you're talking about, your credit score said before is your financial reputation, and you certainly have a reputation within insurance. Now, listen, they call them accidents for a reason. They're accidents, mm -hmm. um, but but being extra diligent, extra careful to protect your insurance reputation. Mm -hmm. On the financial side, your credit score, your credit reputation. We have record high credit card balances, or almost a trillion dollars. We have record high interest rates. And what's going to happen, I don't know if it's happened yet, delinquencies are starting to increase. Credit companies, credit card companies, they're not starting to tighten up, like you mentioned, that underwriting, but that would be the next thing to fall. And so, guys, I, I would just sort of expect that. Alicia, very helpful and fascinating and yet uh, hurtful. You're hurting our feelings. <laughs> and what I'd like to do, though, is then turn it to what can you do to help keep your costs low, your rates low. So we've got that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Insurance rates are on the rise. Maybe you didn't even do anything. No accidents, no claims, no nothing. And costs are going up. What can you do? You, it feels a little out of control. Can you do anything to keep your insurance rates low? That's what we're helping you with right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Josh Gregory and special guest Alicia Boehner. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Wherever you listen, just search the Wise Money Show. Subscribe or follow us there. And rate the program as well. We appreciate it. All right. So Alicia Boehner, thanks for being with us. She's an insurance expert, been on the KFG team for forever and uh, just, just a wealth of knowledge. And we're putting her in the hot seat because it's not fun, right? It's not it's not fun to talk about inflation. And we've had to do that with taxes and and it's not fun to talk about market volatility. So it's just, yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> but prices are up. And when people get their insurance bills for their renewal, yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's why we always recommend work with an independent agent, right? Mm -hmm. So that they can serve you and represent you and look out in the marketplace and see if there's someplace better, if there's if there's a better approach. If you're just working with one insurance company and they represent that insurance company, they're just going to tell you, well, that's, you know, our what we have is the best. Now, as an independent company, you we're, we're going to look at all options. 
And part of that, though, is looking at all options for you to reduce the price, what's in your control. Yep. And so I want to talk about what, what are some of the things that people can do to help reduce or manage their costs. Okay, so this is probably one of the most common. And I would say most clients have their auto and home policy together but bundling is a big deal. We call it bundling. <laughs> if you do not have your auto and your home with the same insurance company, you could be missing out big. And I think we see this a lot with, um, forgive me, price shoppers. I'm going to get the best deal on my home and I'm going to get the best deal on my auto and the auto's here and the home's here. Sometimes up to 40% you can save by wow. putting them with the same carrier. Now, sometimes there's a reason, right? There may be a reason they're not together. Could be that you've got too many auto tickets or something like that or maybe your roof is sort of old on your home and a carrier won't take your home so there are valid reasons to have them separate but oftentimes you can save quite a bit by just putting those together so that's one way but maximizing discounts that's the other thing I would say carriers give discounts for all sorts of stuff you guys like they want to throw discounts at people so paid in full if you can pay your insurance premium in full for the whole year on your home or even every six months on the autos, typically you can get that paid in full discount. I, okay, let's park uh, there for a second. Yeah. Go ahead. Because yeah. you mentioned that in the in the prior segment that mm -hmm. you're using the three bank account system as a way to every single month set aside some money for your home insurance, for your car insurance, life insurance, right right on down the line. Even if the bill is only coming to you once a year, that's ideal because you're getting the absolute best price if you pay less frequently, right? Yes. Some people like it. It's easier to budget if it's just a monthly amount that's just pulled out of your bank account. It feels like autopilot and everything. And that's great. We, we love that. But you could replicate the same thing if you just get the right amount of money being set aside every single month to be able to cover these lump sum expenses. There's no doubt it's easier if it's monthly. There's, I mean, that you, you take something. I mean, one of the biggest challenges in your present financial position is is being prepared for the non-monthly expenses. So turn as much as, as you can into monthly and then you can just work it in your budget. But as Alicia already mentioned, you're going to pay a little bit more. For your insurances life insurance same thing i mean if you if you pay it monthly they're going to surcharge so how, instead, how much does it save you to to pay just once a year or it just depends on the carrier so carriers are all across the board some of our companies we feel like the paid in full discount is only a few percent other companies it's a lot more uh -huh. so just kind of depends on the company but think about it if if your insurance rates are about to go up 10 percent or maybe just did and you can get a five percent discount exactly right that mm -hmm. that that adds up but the other thing that i was going to mention and it sort of speaks to what i mentioned earlier if you project out what your insurance costs are, divide that by 12, and automatically set that number aside every single month. I, I do that based on assumptions or averages or approximates or whatever, and therefore, I feel a little bit more insulated if that price goes up versus I've got the exact monthly amount that the insurance company is pulling out of my checking account every month, and then all of a sudden, whammo, there's a 12% increase. You feel that instantly in your budget mm -hmm. versus if you're saving up in advance over time, it's you're a little insulated from it. Okay, mm -hmm. and can I hop on a soapbox for a second? Yes. Don't pay late, people. Do not pay your bill late. You're going to get charged a fee of 20-some plus bucks. People who are doing this monthly, it costs them so much more money every single year. And some people, they have the money. They just aren't organized. <laughs> so yeah. get organized. Pay on time. That yeah. will help you save some money there. Absolutely. Um, Love it. Okay, Good. so another thing that is a simple one, 
People do not call us and tell us when they pay off a loan. If you do not have a home loan, or some people have a home equity line of credit that they just keep, and maybe they don't even use. A lot of carriers will give a loan-free, mortgage-free discount, but they're only gonna give that if you don't have any lien associated with your home. Now, some people have a reason to keep that line of credit open and they need it, but if you don't need it and you're not using it, you might be able to save some decent premium by taking that loan off. Same thing on auto. Not all carriers, but some companies will give a discount on auto insurance if you don't have a loan on your car. And I'll tell you, people hardly ever call us to tell us when they pay off that loan. Isn't that interesting? In fact, it's probably a conversation that we have, um, I don't know, it feels like weekly with clients about what kind of relationship do they have with their agent? You know, how informed are they keeping their agent? How much does their agent really truly understand about their full financial picture mm-hmm. and everything? And a, a lot of people, it's just, well, it's, it's an expense and the agent is just the person who helps me you know, with paperwork and puts it in place, but I don't talk to them throughout the year. I don't have a regular, you know, planned meeting with them to keep them informed and and all of that. So yeah, that's an important one. Your insurance agent should be one of your trusted advisors who's being coordinated into the overall financial plan. That's why, you know, we're always preaching. This is completely biased opinion, but if your certified financial planner and your insurance agent can be collaborating together, then you've got more points of contact, right? More more communication happening where one party can point things out to the others and keep those types of discounts flowing for you. That's good. So another one, and this is one that we don't really push within our agency, but we're gonna be offering it more and more, I think talking about it more and more, telematics. So the easy way to say it is the app, right? The app on the phone that you can save money and the carriers are looking for certain behaviors. now. People think that they're just watching, are you speeding? Yeah. Are you speeding Mike Bernard today yeah. on the bypass? <laughs> That's not really what they care about. They the don't care about it. Yes. If, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is speeding. That's the real answer. Everyone is speeding. The companies know that. What they're really looking for are different driving behaviors that could lead to an increased likelihood of a claim. Heartbreaking. If you're slamming on your brakes all the time, you're going to get rear-ended. It's just a matter of how quickly you get rear-ended. Do they, do they take into account if you have children in the backseat? Like if your driving habits are, <laughs> oh, a little biza- are a little bizarre, <laughs> are they aware that, oh yeah, there's there's kids in the backseat, it's just fine. <laughs> yeah, so s- slamming on your brakes, uh, okay. they're looking for that. Increased acceleration, they're looking for that. Um, they're looking for the time of day you drive. So unfortunately, people who drive late at night, they're looking for that. What about driving over the roundabouts? <laughs> over them. Yeah. Mm. Is that a bad thing? Too? That's probably a bad thing, but that is not one they're actually looking for. You'd think for, with so. all the, you know, the GPS and everything, they could they could account for that. There's a there's a clue there, uh, auto owners at Liberty Mutual. There you go. See, I've always been afraid to have those uh, those apps because I know there's certain times of the day where. I don't drive um, like I should. In fact, most mornings when I'm taking the kids to school and I'm the reason we're running late, I, I tell them, okay, guys, you don't drive like me, all right? <laughs> and then funny. and buckle up because here we go. We got to make up some ground. <laughs> I agree. But this is perfect for the person who says, I'm being punished for everyone else's bad driving and I'm an excellent driver. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Try the app. Yeah. You can follow it along online. You can see where it's stinging you so you can really maximize your opportunity to save there. Okay. So I'll, I'll get in aside. I, I was one of the first people to sign up for this. Yeah. I, I did this early, early on. And I wonder maybe if it's fallen off or if we've shifted carriers and I should do it again here. But I loved it. And I definitely did get dinged. 
Okay, but but uh, but I, I had a I think I had a hard stop or a rolling stop or something that got me. You ran okay? over that roundabout. Yeah. So, but uh, but I think what it, uh, I think ultimately was a twelve percent discount. It started at twenty, and then every little demerit like kind of knocked me down. But I still got a, I think a twelve percent discount. My goodness, that's a big deal. Yeah. And listen, if you early on it was uh, they're watching every move. Uh, they already are. <laughs> the, the Google already is. If you've got if you've got an Apple device in your car or Alexa, they already are doing all of that. So might as well get some insurance discounts for it as well. Alicia, I don't know if you have uh, more tips as well, but one of the things that people look at when they're looking at prices, well, do I have the right coverage? Should I change coverage? I want to talk about coverage trends. Uh, we've got that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If your insurance rate has gone up, should you change your deductible? Should you drop some coverage, change some coverage? Uh, we're going to ask the expert. We've got that and more. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Josh Gregory and special guest Alicia Boehner. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the is on the YouTube channel as well as a lot of other content. So go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, follow us there. Also want to mention uh, thank you to sponsor Auto Owners Insurance to sponsor the insurance uh, topics that we hit in the Wise Money Show. So we appreciate them. And uh, all right, Alicia, we've been talking about insurance rates going up. Part of that's due to inflation. Well, inflation actually is caused by something, and we printed five trillion dollars. Not we, but the uh, Federal Reserve printed $5 trillion, stuffed it into the throat of the economy, and we're all still re- grappling with it. That's going to increase prices. At least we're not Argentina, which is currently at 101% inflation rate. That's yes. real. So maybe it's 104. But we're talking about some things that you can do to help bring your costs down or at least manage your costs. There's a few more. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay, so other discounts that companies offer, if you have a young driver, ask your agent what discounts are available. Usually there's a good student discount. There may be a discount if your college student is away at school without a car. There are discounts for taking an online class for young drivers. So there's all sorts of discounts. Again, back to the put the app in the car. I think that is the perfect thing for a young driver. Leona Boehner, 100,000%. She will have that thing in her car. No doubt about it. Um, Big brother, not just big brother. Mom's going to be watching. I know. I mean, I, for, <laughs> for, for our oldest, she's got a phone now. And so we've oh, got the, we've got the device tracker thing, like the find friends, which it could be retitled as stalker app. I yeah. mean, so you're already going to use that. Might as well get some insurance deduct- or benefits. And then for those of you who are um, wise because maybe you have a few more years on you. We also have some discounts for people that are over a certain age and maybe don't have any kids in the house anymore. Um, There are online courses that if we get into like a really elderly group of people that they can sometimes take to lower their premiums as well. And then some companies will just give a discount if you write life insurance. So our sponsor, Auto Owners, they are one. They give almost four to 5% discount off of your auto and your home insurance if you write life insurance. And it doesn't have to be a ginormous policy. It can be a very small life policy that you can put not just on you, but maybe a kid or a grandkid or something like that. In fact, many of those policies are really easily written. Simple issue, as they call them. They're they're not asking you lots of different questions. Now, the the questions they do ask will get you disqualified. That's that's right. (laughs) Uh, So it's it's almost a yes or no type of an option. But 
Uh, these these policies don't have to cost a lot. In fact, sometimes the cost of the life insurance is less than the total discounts that you get, uh, and, and some or or close to. And so it's almost like getting the little bit of life insurance for free. Plus, you know, maybe some discounts. And especially those who have, again, the young drivers in the house or if you live in Michigan. If you live in Michigan, your auto rates are already high because you're in that unfortunate no-fault state. Those are the people that I would say if you haven't looked at it and you're specifically with auto owners, I would revisit that and ask about it. What about we talked about the financial reputation earlier, credit score. Mm -hmm. How does that play in? And and is this, again, just an... Because rates are on the rise, okay, that's extra motivation to make sure you're managing your credit score. Yep. Okay, so in insurance, we're not looking at your credit score. We're looking at your insurance score. Yeah, two two very different things? Two very similar things, okay. but they look at different factors, and each company can weight those factors differently. So like the number of open accounts or how much debt you may have, each company can weight that a little bit differently, and they call it an insurance score versus a credit score. But yes, the better that insurance score is, the better your rates will be ultimately. And so. is your credit score part of the insurance score? Like are are they pulling your credit? Are they looking at, you know, how responsible you've been with other areas of your financial life and they pull extrapolating your insurance the- score, not right. your credit score. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> For folks that are listening saying, you know what, I'm just I don't I haven't needed credit in a long time. I don't plan on it. I'm gonna lock it down to avoid theft or whatever, does that affect someone's insurance score? Yeah, so they they do look at credit factors. That's the answer is yes. And you may even get a little letter in the mail saying, hey, we've looked at these factors when we're looking at your insurance. But the other thing too that sometimes can hurt people, and I don't think this is fair, it's a broken system. If you don't have a credit score, you're going to kind of fall into this weird limbo land that you're probably not going to get the best rate, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we've passed along. Because I, I love the idea, if you don't need credit, avoid the risk of, of identity theft or, or credit theft or whatever and just lock it down. But I have always warned people, you might pay a little bit more in your insurance. So you've got to weigh the, the pros and cons here. Yes. Poor Scott Boehner. We had to get him some credit because when we got married, he had no, oh, really? no score, no oh, hit. He's too he responsible. no hit. He is. What about <laughs> kids? So, you know, in our house, we're like right around the corner oh, here. We're right going to have youthful drivers and and all of our friends. It's like what everybody talks about. You know, how bad is the insurance going to be when little Johnny nice. turns 16? It's bad. I, I know, and I, I'm kind of bracing myself for it. But as long as those kids are part of our household, then are, are they still building their own you know, personal insurance history, or are they kind of riding mom and dad's coattails a little bit for a while? They're really more riding mom and dad's coattails. In fact, we usually would not encourage someone to be on their own policy until they're probably 21 or older, Mm -hmm. if we can help it. Uh, Because them getting their own insurance when they're under that age can be really difficult, and the rates are always not pleasant. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So that is not. Am I remembering back? So this is going back, you know, decades now. I'm feeling old. But was it 24, age 24, when it was like a magic age for, especially for guys when. 25. 25? 
I think, and it's different for every carrier now okay. too. It's not necessarily one. Finish, finish the the thought. That well, insurance the, costs start coming yeah, down. Yeah, like there was yeah. a noticeable difference. You know, you're no longer considered as much a youthful driver or an inexperienced driver or whatever. I think that number used to be 25. I don't know if that's still the magical number. Or if that number's changed. I think changed, it's 35. There's prolonged yeah. adolescence <laughs> going that's on. Right. 40. Failure to launch. Yeah, yeah. failure to launch. 40. <laughs> okay, one of the temptations, especially. I, so I, I go on record. I, I've shared this before. There's no question. There's no question. The The insurance world has a corner on the best commercials, best TV oh, commercials. The worst, yeah. Mike. The best. They're the worst Not even close. And I, you know what I love? Even the serious carriers are now going humor, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate it. it. It's just so enjoyable. But one of the challenges, they always promote price and price and price. And one of the things, and, and so price is important. Don't get me wrong. Oh my goodness, it absolutely is. The more you pay in insurance, that means you don't have as much going towards either fun today or saving up for the future or tax benefits or whatever, right? So price is important. Coverage though is most important. Get the right coverage first, then get it at the best price. And I would say not the best price every single moment, best, best price over over your lifetime or a long period of time. We don't want to sacrifice coverage in an attempt to try to improve the price. Alicia, what are some trends with overall insurance coverage? Back in the day, it was 100-300, which is insurance speak for on your auto insurance, 100,000 per person, 300,000 per accident. Mm -hmm. When we started the insurance agency over 15 years ago, that was the norm, and we fought against it. Mm-hmm. Is 100, 300 still the trend, or is it is it higher now? I mean, I tell you, I see it all over the map. Do you? Be- because of name your own price and those types of marketing mm-hmm. to consumers, they are, unfortunately, one of the byproducts is often it's, let's fit your coverage into this budget. And mm-hmm. when we do that, you're sacrificing coverage because they're going to do what they have to to get your business. And if that means slashing stuff that you don't even know is being slashed, they're going to slash it. So uh, that the is other one, one we see. The other one, pay for what you need. Well, I don't know what I need until I have an accident. So one thing, one trend that we are seeing, especially in the state of Michigan, is increased uninsured driving. So that makes un and underinsured motorist on your auto insurance all the more important right now because when people's budgets are pinched, what do they do? They start slashing stuff. They start dropping coverage. And one of the, one of the things they might drop is the un or underinsured motorist. That's optional in a lot of states. Which means if you're in an accident caused by that other person and they're driving without any coverage or not enough insurance, it's ultimately your insurance company that's going to step in to the rescue for you. Correct. But that's coverage that you're paying for. Yes. And you're saying that that line item that goes into your overall price tag Mm -hmm. has gone up because of other people's actions. Yes. Wow. So that's one thing that we're seeing. Um, Other trends in the home industry, I would say, we're seeing increased deductibles on homeowners insurance. We're seeing a lot of the more captive markets going to a percentage deductible, which is kind of tricky because you don't realize your house limit's going up every year and now your deductible is going up every year with that. I I want to actually circle back to that because I've I've seen that trend as well. I want to get your opinion whether you think that's a good idea or or bad idea what it does to the price. And then we're going to get into a few other kind of topical seasonal items with insurance. We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, KFG studios Josh Gregory and special guest insurance expert, 
Alicia Boehner. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media, wherever you're at. We are there as well. Search The Wise Money Show. If you're not following on YouTube, I'm just going to tell you, you missed a uh, some some bonus content there that was I wouldn't, I'm going to say entertaining, so make sure you check out the YouTube channel as well. And We just leave the cameras rolling, mics on during breaks, and uh, check that out. All right, stay on coverage trends. We left off with a coverage trend being deductibles. Now, I often say, well, if you have your financial house in order and you've got that emergency fund and you've got that budget and you're working your three-bank account system, then you've prepared a little bit more for um, a financial changes, calamity, or a claim, right? Yeah. And that that discipline and structure gives you the benefit that you could afford a slightly higher deductible, and therefore you should you know, receive the reward of lower insurance premiums. And so are you guys looking at and running that cost-benefit analysis for folks, and are you seeing trends with deductibles? We talked about percentages as well, so go ahead. Yeah, so I do think we are generally seeing clients accept higher deductibles. Um, when I first got into the business, 500, that was the home deductible of choice, right? Now it's pretty regularly 1,000 to 2,500 that we're seeing on home policies. Uh, we wrote a, a kind of a hybrid builder's risk policy the other week with a really high deductible. I think it was 50,000 or something like that. So some people are even taking $10,000 deductibles. Okay. On what's, what's the trend? Like, but so ask your mortgage company. Don't forget that because your mortgage company or your auto loan, if you have a loan or a mortgage, they sometimes will have a cap. You can't go higher than this. Oh, so make really? sure you do that check before you bump it really high. I suppose that would, I, mm -hmm. I hadn't heard that before, but I suppose that makes sense. I mean, they're on risk as well. Mm -hmm. right. So, so is there, so a, a thousand dollar deductible to twenty five hundred dollars. That's that's fifteen. If my math is right, <laughs> don't that's do 15, it. That's don't fifteen hundred dollars. That's a that's a big jump. Is there a step in between, or is that like the norm? If you, if you go above a thousand, then it's going to be twenty five hundred. So sometimes there are steps. There's actually a seven fifty deductible. We hardly ever write mm. that, but it just depends on the carrier. Two thousand. Some people can do a two thousand dollar deductible. So it just it just kind of depends on the company. On the auto, is it still a hundred? And 500, is that a lot? Do people? Pretty much. So you're comprehensive, which covers things that we usually say are outside your control, like theft, fire, vandalism, et cetera. That, when you change that deductible, it really doesn't push that premium up or down all that much. So keeping that deductible low still might make sense. The collision deductible, it really just depends on your history. So unfortunately, for people who are squeaky clean and they really have a wonderful insurance slash credit score, um, or they maybe don't have any tickets, they haven't had any claims, when you move that deductible, it doesn't move as much because they're already getting a great rate because they fit that mold that the company wants. Oh. But if you've got youthful drivers, if you've got a lot of blemishes on your record, you you know maybe have a lead foot, look at that collision deductible, that might help you. Yeah. You know, this is one of the places where um, financial planning really, it, it it should be, in my opinion, shedding some sort of light on what the right answer is for your insurance. You have to be able to afford the deductible, right? That, that's 100%. exactly right. You know, so, so it's a function of how do you have your three bank account system set up? How are you managing your cash flow on a monthly basis? Some people may have enough wiggle room or margin in their financial life that a thousand dollar deductible, they could absorb that over a relatively short amount of time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, cut some costs here. Don't go out to eat quite as much there, and the the deductible is just just fine. Others, it's no, I, I wouldn't be able to absorb that. So to me, it's a function of how 
How robust is my emergency fund that's built up? Could I handle some sort of a crisis in a car situation or a house situation, that, that kind of thing? There's other things, though, too, related to that that maybe aren't as big of a financial decision. So towing is one. People want to use that tow coverage all the time. But a lot of people can afford that 50 bucks or 100 bucks for a tow. If we have people who have multiple tows, that can really impact their overall rate and or the coverage might get, just get taken away if they use it too much. I, so, feel like, I feel like the reason people pay that and why that feels important is if I get stranded, I have someone to call. Mm-hmm. And that is that's pretty important. So you can but accomplish you that with your cell phone. That's right. <laughs> They'll all take your call. I assure you. Yeah. They yeah. want your business. And yeah. because of the labor shortage, you're going to sit and wait anyway. I hate ah. to tell you. It's, it's not like you get a call uh, your dad. How? So <laughs> call your dad. What about? So speaking of insurance trends, um, and speaking of how this this is a financial planning decision, as you are building wealth, and I can't if I could draw the picture with my words you're pushing this big boulder up a hill and insurance protection as you get as you make progress insurance is putting then stoppers down that if you lose your grip on this boulder it's not going to roll roll all the way down to the bottom it will stop out at a it it will go down a little bit right there is going to be a deductible or some some financial pain if you have some some challenges but there's a stopper in place as you're building that wealth pushing that boulder up the the mountain and your net worth or your income rises, net worth, you know, exceeds a million bucks, income, you know, is 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 rising. An umbrella policy is something that your financial planner or insurance advisor is going to recommend. Mm-hmm. And this comes, it's separate liability insurance. Alicia, actually, why don't you just briefly share what an umbrella policy is? And then, but I guess where I'm where I'm going is are we seeing those prices increase? And is a trend that people are dropping those, even though they need them, simply because they just want to save costs. So there's two types of policies you can purchase. One is an umbrella. Sometimes that's the term just used. The other is an excess liability policy. An umbrella will cover more than maybe what your auto or your home policy might cover. An excess liability policy, it's they call it following form, meaning if it's not covered by the home, it's not covered by the auto, it's also not going to be covered by the umbrella or excess Mm. liability policy but so there's two kinds you can pick and it just depends on the carrier which form they take whether it's the umbrella or the excess liability but i actually feel like more people are open to them and i think that's because people are just more aware of lawsuits there's a lot more in the news and media about large lawsuits happening and i think people are becoming a little more educated about the importance of why and how that can really impact them so it is incredibly important if your net worth is rising or you're a high income earner or even if you're not if you've got mm-hmm. those young drivers, if you have a swimming pool, if you have a lake house, there's risk factors we look at that maybe you just are higher risk for a claim if you're a business owner, things like that. Yeah, the whole idea behind an umbrella policy is if you look at the protection that your home, your homeowner's policy offers or your auto uh, policy offers, that is liability, protecting the other person, someone being injured on your property, yep. someone being injured because of an accident that you caused. Mm-hmm. That's liability protection. And there there are enough accidents that can happen these days that can overwhelm your auto policy because your auto policy has limits on it, right? And let's talk about the cost of health care. Yeah. Right? So that is a driving factor in why that's so important because a slip fall, an ambulance ride, 
the costs for that are just going crazy high. That's exactly right. And so if if it's possible that you could cause an accident or your youthful driver could cause an accident and someone else is injured or worse, um, the, the potential payout is so high that your auto policy may not cover it. And that's where you put an extra layer of protection over the top. We call it umbrella insurance as a, as a generic term quite yeah. often. But that might add another million dollars worth of protection for those other people that could have been injured. Mm-hmm. And that might sound like, good grief, that must cost a lot of money. No, it doesn't. It's like the best deal in insurance. It's usually a couple hundred bucks if you're just a normal household with auto home, maybe as high as 350 Now, the more stuff, because like an umbrella, right? What does an umbrella cover when it's raining? Whoever's standing under it. So what does an umbrella policy cover? Whatever we schedule or we list on the policy underneath it. So if you've got a bunch of boats or ATVs, your cost is going to be more or a lot of cars. But it's still, I think, one of the most important coverages and a good value, I would say. Because by definition, it has to be a major claim, which is hopefully an unlikely claim. But if it happens, the the consequences are are significant. Mm -hmm. And so if your auto policy is maxed out and now we're reaching into the umbrella to help make that other person whole, Man, you're glad you had it if uh, if it comes to that kind of an emergency. All right. I, I hope this discussion has been helpful. And, and one of the things that I'd point back to is just the need for an independent insurance advisor that can represent you and help you shop in this challenging environment and make sure that as you look for discounts, you're not cutting coverages that you need. But then also how how critical that is that it's part of your overall financial plan and that your CFP and your insurance advisor are working together complementary and collaboratively. So want to thank Auto Owners Insurance for sponsoring the program. Alicia, thank you for being here. Alicia's back next week for a continued insurance discussion, so check that out. But on behalf of Alicia, Josh Gregory, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. You know, in the high school and stuff, they like vote like uh, most likely to be this, whatever. I was voted like most likely to live in a suburb. (laughs) (laughs) Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.